Welcome back to That Organic Mom's Podcast, where you can learn anything and everything about how to get and stay healthy. From my favorite expert, Rebecca Huff. She's the one keeping your families healthy and energetic all year round. Also, get free menus, recipes, and many more resources on That Organic Mom's website, thatorganicmom.com. And here's Rebecca. Hey guys, Rebecca here with That Organic Mom, and today I have a very special guest for the podcast. I have Josh Brandon, and you can find his website at joshbrandonmedia.com. I'm going to let Josh tell you a little bit about himself, but Josh does voiceovers, talent coaching, media consulting, advertising and marketing, and I would call Josh a jack of all trades. I mm, met him a little bit through my husband's work. And so Josh, tell me a little bit about how you got to where you are with your website. Um, well, I spent about 17 years in radio broadcasting uh, and did a little bit of television before that. I've been an actor and performer, comedian, all kinds of things, making people laugh and hopefully. And uh, <laughs> I, I decided to, uh, yeah, kind of went through some, some personal stuff, little custody uh, battle with my daughter and, and radio took me all over the country and, and I enjoyed it for a while, but, uh, I was really geared on being in one geographic location. Um, I decided to retire from radio, spent a few years in the car business and, um, learned a lot about digital media, digital marketing, uh, and, and that sort of stuff. Uh, and I've been a voice actor for over 20 years. Wow. So I gave it a little bit of a break there for a few years. Um, you know, while I was kind of focusing on some other things, but uh, I've been back at it for a while and got a, got some good clients and always willing to pick up more. So joshbrandedmedia.com. <laughs> well, the reason that this all ties in is because the work that you do now, you are able to do from home. Am I right? Mm, that's correct. Part. And so that led you into a place where you are now, what, what do you consider yourself? Uh, I, I call myself the happy hubby homemaker. So that is I big smile on my face because I love what I do. Uh, I get to serve my family and I get to do so in a, in a unique way. Uh, I think a lot of men um, are doing this now more so than, than ever before. But um, it was definitely a different uh, role for me to take on. Right. So And so your wife, Chrissy, mm -hmm. she goes to school and she works. Yeah. The, the, the way the dynamic worked out, um, I, I was in a car wreck several years ago. Um, that caused some spinal cord damage, nerve damage. So for me, any job that I get has got to be pretty specific. You know, standing, sitting, walking, all that kind of stuff I can do, uh, thank God. But I long stretches of it are difficult. Um, so, you know, just, you, you know, getting a job out, digging a ditch or whatever is just not really an option. Uh, I decided to leave the car business last May and try a different route to get into something more, uh, you know, along the lines of something that I had done. Um, I built a home studio and was doing a little bit of voice work, uh, but I wasn't really focusing on it full time. I was trying to find a job. I uh, decided to go to grad school last fall to get a master's in teaching. Uh, my wife is in the nursing field, so she didn't have any problem finding a job. Right. I mean, she's in demand all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, but her goals were to uh, go to nurse practitioner school, too. And so we talked about it. And um, with grad school and, and a home studio and a couple of friends that are doing this full time that can mentor and guide me, I was able to um, just focus on this full time and decided I'd uh, kind of expand uh, beyond uh, just the voice work. 
and look at media consulting and some of the other things that I do. I've got a few uh, clients that I talent coach, um, you know, radio people who want to continue getting better and, and doing that. I did that for years when I was in radio. And so I, I take on a few of those clients. You know, the radio industry now is one of those where there's not a lot of there's not a lot of jobs and right. the jobs that are there are fewer and fewer people in those stations. So a lot of people in radio don't really have um, the resources. So I can step in and, and help coach them, listen to audio. And I don't have to be physically there. I can listen to recordings because, you know, we're in the digital age. Also for actors, performing, voice actors, anything like that, I've got a wide background of performance. So I do a little bit of talent coaching on the side too. So that works. Yeah. So working from home mm-hmm. and you're in grad school. Yeah. She's working and going to school full time. You guys have a lot on your plate. <laughs> she, yeah, yeah, she's working third shift. So she's working uh, overnight uh, doing nursing. And uh, so she, and not only that, she's working as a staff nurse. So she works for about seven different hospitals and go, you know, so she doesn't really have a place she works. She works a bunch everywhere. So yeah, yeah, if if you just, if you're folding this together, like some sort of lasagna, it is a, it's a stress lasagna, as I call it, (laughs) you know, it's like you got a layer of, of, of work, but with that work, she never knows where she's going to be. And with that work, she's working third shift. So she flipping between day shift and night shift. It is, it is a challenge, but you know, uh, the opportunity arose for us to change our family dynamic in a way that I was able to be there more for the kids. You know, in healthcare, I mean, she, she's got an opportunity to not only make a stable income, but an income that's in demand and an income that is, you know, pretty significant. I mean, not, you know, getting rich, but in radio, you don't know what you're making. In the car business, when I was in it, you know, it was stable income, but one month hero to zero. So it was an opportunity for us to uh, step back, examine our finances and make some cuts where we you know, trim the fat, so to speak, off the budget, mm-hmm. which was good to do anyway. Right. But uh, we were able to to make it make it work, and I'm able to take on some more roles that are more natural to me that I, I wasn't really aware. <laughs> I think you guys make it look really smooth, but then <laughs> I think that's that's something that happens a lot with social media. Yeah. But you guys do make it it look like it works. So I know Chrissy often will post a picture of. Her lunch that she packs for herself right. versus a lunch that you would pack for her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so between the two of you, you're more of the chef than now, she is. You know what? Or? She is a she is a spectacular cook. Mm-hmm. She really is. I love to cook though. Mm-hmm. It's just one of the things that you know. Some guys like working on cars. I uh-huh. love to cook. So she does it out of necessity. More so, yeah. She she does some things because she wants to, but mm-hmm. I, you know, and, and I let her. She makes some good food. So the but. one picture I saw, she had like, I don't know, a cucumber, maybe a can of tuna. <laughs> right. Like everything was already packaged mm. kind of. And then she had a lunch that you made and it was like some kind of five course gourmet right. meal. <laughs> right. Leftover uh, grilled chicken <clears throat> with some sort of uh, cauliflower rice. And yeah, it's, uh, I just, I love to cook. And, w- you know, one of the things that we, we did, you know, we would go through a budget every two weeks on payday. You know, what, what money am I bringing to the table? What money is she bringing to the table? Pay the bills. Um, then we make a menu. We, we make a two-week menu. And uh, then I formulate a grocery list out of that. I do all the shopping and all I the I love items. how simple your menu always is, too. Mm. It's like 
bam, bam, bam. I mean, when I make a menu, it's like, okay, I've got to have this table and it's got to have like 16 <laughs> squares. It's ridiculous. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is taking forever. You guys just list it out. So yeah. you just sit down and you see what you're going to do. Okay, we're going to eat out this night. Yeah. So you. And sometimes you do, you know, you, they're like tonight, it's Halloween. Um, or, you know, if you've got a night where, where you've got a, uh, you know, some nights you just got things going on. A kid's got a, um, a program and you know, you're going to be out. Our two children go to different schools. So, uh, one child goes to school in, in this school and this, the other kid goes, <laughs> you know, so they're 10 minutes, 15 minutes apart. Um, so, and undoubtedly if there's an event going on, it's the same night of at course. the same time. So we have to split up and, and we'll meet back up for dinner afterwards. <laughs> so, you know, we just, we try to eat out little, just mostly due to, you know, there's not a lot of healthy options when you're, you know, doing that. And we try to stay on, you know, very deliberate, uh, course as far as food goes, but we do, we try to do stuff that incorporates food for the kids and food for us and, and leftovers, you know, this week on the menu, I'm. Or next week, I'm roasting two whole chickens, and then she's going to follow that up the next night with pot pie made with the leftover chicken. Oh, so, nice. So well, she does take on some of the cooking responsibilities as well. It's not you doing everything. Well, I'm, I, I take on a lot of jobs. So, uh, And with grad school, uh, mine is in the last semester and a half, so mm-hmm. it's getting to that point to where... I'm getting busier. Mm-hmm. She's in nurse practitioner school, so her school is crazy busy. So we're trying to split it up a little bit. My business has taken off a, a little bit more, so I'm busier. Um, and so she's she's picking up, instead of me doing all the cooking, she's picking up a couple of uh, nights a week. It's hard to, for me to let that go because I'm used, to, <laughs> I'm used to, to having a domain over the kitchen. But, uh, yeah, so... She she enjoys cooking. So who I, does the laundry? She does. I'm not allowed. You're not allowed. I'm not allowed. Laundry. She doesn't like the way I do it. So uh, it's yeah. So I, and that's fine. I don't mind it. I I'm not a laundry person. I do it out of necessity. I <laughs> she I, I joke that she enjoys doing laundry and she and then she throws a basket of laundry on me. But uh, <laughs> I'm like you you just you love it so much. But yeah, she does the laundry. Pretty happily. And the kids do their own laundry. So Right. Same at our house. Yeah. When you can reach the knobs on the washer exactly. and dryer, you do your own laundry. Yeah. So as the years go by, I have less laundry to do, but it still seems like I have so much laundry. So you're not even allowed to wash the towels? Well, I do, I, I do a little bit. Like, you know, towels and stuff like that. I mean, you know, I, I'll run some laundry. That's mostly her department. Right. Um, you know how to do it. I do know how. In a pinch, you can do it. Yes, I can. I can. I can do laundry. I iron pretty well. Who mops? Um, we both do. I, I do most of it. I'd say she, you know, it's probably about a two to one ratio, but mm-hmm. she, uh, and that's just mostly because I'm home and that's my job, mm-hmm. but I, I mop. I want a different mop. We, we use, <laughs> we use a, uh, you know, a little device now and it's just, I end up going through several pads before I'm. Oh, use the disposable. Yeah, and I've really... got to get on the eco-friendly kick, my yeah. friend. Yeah, on that one, I'm 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 researching mops. You do. As far I have as... a blog post coming up soon about zero waste stuff. So I will read that. Make sure you read it. We've got to make some changes around the house for, <laughs> for that. For real, yeah. I think that's why I do so much laundry is because I use so many towels mm-hmm. instead of paper towels and stuff. Yeah. So it ends up being a lot of laundry, even though the kids do their own. Yeah. And, you know, when, when my 16-year-old, she she works mm-hmm. and the wife works. So when she gets home, she works third shift, like I said. So she comes home, she takes her uniform off, she goes straight to bed. Right. So uh, she's into this habit where she'll put her clothes in the washer 
And then when I get up and get back from taking the kids to school, I throw it in the dryer and then she's got a fresh uniform uh, ready to wear nice. to work. Nice. Teamwork. Then, yeah. And then uh, I, I wash like that. I wash Sarah's uh, uniform for her fast food job and mm-hmm. make sure that, you know, my girls have their stuff all They're pressed and go. ready to go. So. <laughs> So when you started staying home, mm-hmm. did you guys sit down and make a plan like I'm going to do this and you're going to do that? What? How did you decide what you were going to be responsible for? I, I'm sure in 20 years we will reflect on this with that story. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it was a it was a gradual almost reluctance. I think um, I was out looking for a job and I was insistent that I was going to find a job at 41 years old, mm-hmm. um, that I was going to find a job in a, uh, new field that I'd never really worked in because I had a resume that said I could do all these things, but it's, um, it, it, it was challenging to find full-time work. Mm-hmm. So when we, when we really started looking at it and, you know, Chrissy was much more accepting of the role than I was in the beginning. She's like, you know, why are you even looking for a job? You know, we we can make this work financially. We, we've done the numbers. We can make this work financially. Why don't you just stay home and go to school? So it was basically her idea. It really was. And and yeah. I was on board with it just because I I just was having a hard time finding a job. But you fought it a little at first? I didn't intentionally or consciously, mm-hmm. but I mean, because housework and cooking and all that stuff's what I do anyway. I mean, I do most of the shopping as it is, even mm-hmm. when I was working. I do, you know, a lot of the errands, even when I had a full-time job. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I think for me, it was not embracing the the, the homemaker aspect. Mm-hmm. It was releasing the obligation to, to work outside of the home. Because you felt your role as a provider was going to be almost sacrificed if you decided think, to stay home? I think so in some weird 1950s kind of way. I, mm-hmm. I you know, I, I try to pride myself on, on being, you know, a modern man, but I, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the hand gestures, you know, missed and the, you know. Yeah, it's you know, too it's bad. Just, My but, mom makes that little yeah, elbow. The, yeah, the little, the, the little, uh, what is it? The arm little, pump. Yeah, the little arm pump. <laughs> I, uh, but it, for me, it was relinquishing the purpose and I and, and and I look back on it now, and I realize how silly that is. I serve such a greater purpose to my family today than I ever did as a radio announcer, as I mm-hmm. ever did as a car salesman or a, a BDC manager at a car dealership. I serve such a greater purpose today. Um, I just I feel a lot more fulfillment out of this job than I have, you know, mostly because I'm doing what I love right. as a job. You know, it's voiceovers, but I'm also there for my kids. Mm-hmm. I get to be there to pick them up. Um, you know, like I said, picking them both up isn't a thing because they get out of school at the same time at two different directions. But I'm home when they get home. I think it's more nostalgic for you because you've actually had time in a career. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of stay-at-home moms haven't had maybe a lot of time being out there. And yeah. So you, you feel that you're serving your family. But I think after you do it for 20-some-odd years, you get to the point where like, I'm doing the same laundry I did last week. Yeah. Well, and, and I think the the secret to it is to stay productive. Right. Um, and have a routine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those things like if you look at somebody uh, that that is a housewife, house husband, or, you know, however the, the dynamic is, if they're doing that, then they're almost like that's their job. And if, if that, you know, if that's your job, it becomes a job. Right. And that's all you know. 
Mm-hmm. I think that for me, having the other aspects of my life, like voiceovers, mm-hmm. helps. Um, you know, the, the website, blogging, just the various you know things that that exercise the the other parts of my my being. Right. <laughs> um, you know, I was never. I was never fulfilled in the car business Mm -hmm. and I wasn't really fulfilled in radio towards the end. And I couldn't understand why I just, it it just was, there were other things that I wanted to do and I didn't know what they were yet. Um, I enjoyed working in both fields, Mm -hmm. but, um, and it's not to say that I wouldn't enjoy a full-time job, but I really love what I do. Yeah. I mean, I guess the reason I brought that up is because I, too, I have worked outside of the home. I've worked inside of the home. I've done both at the same time. I don't really think you can separate the two, mm-hmm. obviously, because there's always things that need to be done, whether you're working full right. time at a job mm-hmm. or working full time at home. There's always so many things to do. But I feel I'm, I'm I guess the question really is, do you find any bit of being at home to become drudgery after oh, yeah. a while? Oh, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it, but it, you, I, I've really come to, to think about it like this. There were points at my jobs, almost every job that I had, that there was moments where it, it became drudgery. You're out there listening. Do you love every day of your job? <laughs> right. I mean, when, when they come in and say, hey, it's time for a meeting. Do you get excited? So uh, it's safe to say that there were parts of every job that I've ever had that I just did not like. True. The difference is I really love my boss right now. (laughs) And I don't know if I've ever been able to say that, but I love my boss. I've worked for good people. And and you're, by saying your boss. My wife and me. You know, she's not my (laughs) boss and she would never say that she is, but she holds me accountable, even Mm -hmm. if she doesn't intend to. In what Um, way? Well, I, like she does, I shouldn't say that. She doesn't hold me accountable. I'm accountable to her, mm-hmm. if that makes any more sense. You make sense. yourself accountable. Yeah. Like, like if I don't, if I don't have a clean house for her, if she doesn't have a clean uniform, if I don't have dinner ready, then, then I've let, I've let her down. Mm-hmm. I've done, and she doesn't make me feel that way, but I've, you know, that's, that's how I serve. That's how I, I contribute. And I don't feel like cooking every night. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, if I got a lot going on at school and I'm busy in the studio and, you know, so we're, we're running and grabbing some lettuce and making salads. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. It is drudgery. I mean, there, there are days when I get up and, and I really, I really don't look forward to, to the day. To the same old, you know, same it's old. like, ugh, you know, okay. So I got to go pick up the kids at three 30 and I've got to get this much done, but I make lists mm-hmm. and lists help me. Um, stay focused and feel like I'm getting stuff done. Uh, I shower every day, which is, I know that sounds weird when some, you know, you say that out loud, but, (laughs) but I say that for the purpose that if you're staying home and you're not, and you're, you're not leaving the house, Uh I know some people who do this. It's tempting. And, and they may get up and they may just lounge around in their pajamas all day. Cause all you're doing, if you're cleaning, if you're doing this, but, Why get dressed up if you're just going to get dirty cleaning house? But I make a I make a conscious effort every mm-hmm. day. I get up, I take a shower, and you know I may only wear loungewear around the house, but I I, I do put on clothes to go take the kids to school, and, uh, and for which I'm sure they are appreciative. <laughs> well, <laughs> I put on I put on outside clothes. I put on like jeans and a, and a shirt, and we call so, them street clothes right, around here. Street clothes, <laughs> but but and it sounds it really does it sound you're know, like you're out there going. 
course you wear clothes, but it's one of those things where if, if you're going to be home all day, the challenge that, that I feel like for a lot of people is to not fall into a doldrum, mm-hmm. not fall into this crutch of, um, I don't say laziness cause there's not a bit of laziness that goes on, but, but almost that lackadaisical, Nobody's going to see me. Right. Mm-hmm. So I do, I, you know, and it's part of a routine. I put on, you know, street clothes. I go take the kids to, to school and, and do the thing. And, you know, a lot of times I'm running errands. So I'm, you know, it's mm-hmm. very few days that I'm actually staying at home all day doing, right. you know. I have a confession. Uh, after all of these years, I, I did make it a point mostly in the beginning. And I think up until probably the last few years, I have always made it a point to get up, get dressed, you know, mm-hmm. all the way, put some makeup on. The last couple of years, I'll think when I get up, am I leaving the house today? No. Right. Okay. I'm not putting on makeup. And <laughs> I actually went out and purchased some scrubs. Oh, yeah. So when I'm at home and it's Monday is my deep cleaning day. That's when I try to get the bulk of my cleaning done because I don't like to do, I do a little cleaning every day, but really deep cleaning on Monday. So on Monday, I always wear scrubs Mm because I'm not going anywhere and I don't want to ruin my nice clothes. So that's, it's routine, whatever it is. That's the truth. It is a routine. You know, and you know, and, and for me, Monday, this semester, I have class Monday Mm -hmm. nights. So Monday, I'm usually doing my writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, either for school or for work. I've got a couple of uh, freelance writing gigs. And mm-hmm. so I'm either writing on Monday. Uh, I, I do that stuff throughout the week. But Monday is my day to sit down and just focus on uh, either either school writing or work writing. Mm-hmm. I'm in the studio recording every day. Um, By studio, you mean your home studio? Yes, my home studio. I've got mm-hmm. a, a studio that we built. You know, when we looked for a house, we uh, purposefully looked for a closet big enough for a recording studio mm-hmm. and the house we bought just has the perfect space and um and, you know it's got its you know it's against the the road side of the house so somebody comes through in a big diesel truck or a mustang i've got to pause and let them go by so right you know you can still hear if they got a big loud muffler but but yeah i'm in the studio every day recording something and um you know it's just it's trying to keep that routine uh, like Monday's your deep clean day. Um, you know, my day for my day for deep cleaning is either usually Tuesday or Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, I know depends. I saw on social media recently, Chrissy said you guys had some time off and instead of like doing something <laughs> downtime, like right. you guys did a big meal prep, right? Oh yeah. Her, uh, yeah, I was, uh, her grandparents, they're, they're elderly and, and they're, you know, late eighties, early nineties, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, we all kind of pitch in and, and cook for them, uh, me specifically, cause I'm, I've got the time, you know, I've got the time. So, uh, I spent Friday evening, I made some guacamole. I made some chicken salads, seafood salad. I was just, you know, making big bulk batches of all this stuff. Right. And, uh, <laughs> so she's, you know, going about doing things too. I joke with her because, you know, the more she has due, in school, mm-hmm. the more she has to do around the house, uh, or she finds to do. So mm-hmm. she she is an admitted procrastinator. Um, but she opened the freezer and it was like there was a big old box of, I mean, a huge like value box of Eggo blueberry waffles. And uh, no one in the house eats Eggo blueberry waffles right. except me. 
and I have not been eating anything like that in almost a year. So she's like, whose blueberry waffles are these? I was like, oh, those are mine from before we uh, we started eating keto. And she's like, why do we still have them? <laughs> which which prompted a, a purge of that freezer. We have a stand-up freezer in the garage and another fr- refrigerator out in the garage. So she purged all of it and defrosted the freezer, which was a task I had you know, on my list. Because she's like, I'm going to defrost the freezer. I'm like, you can't do that, honey. You can't because you got, I mean, you got to have a place to put all that food. And so if you're going to defrost that, then all these other things got to be cleaned out. And she just started it. But it was a form of procrastination. Sort of. Yeah, she she does that. But she's so productive when she does. I just like when. Can't stop her. Right. Don't get in her way. Just let her just just let let the tornado go. Right. You know, and and it it's a tornado of clean. Like it doesn't yeah. leave wreckage; it leaves it much nicer afterwards. <laughs> um, and then she sits down and she focuses on her school. And it's, I I fought with her on it because hey, you're taking my job away. Mm-hmm. You're taking the things I do. Um, and I feel you, that you know, way. Yeah, I do that when Sean tries to do the laundry. Mm-hmm. I'm like, do not do my job. It makes me feel like I'm not getting everything done. Well, and and I'll be honest with you, when we first started this. There were a lot of of emotional and and mental and psychological things that played into it. A lot of the struggle, and it's not necessarily that I was I wasn't accepting of the role. It's it's I think I just didn't know how I did I didn't I struggled with how to embrace it. I didn't know really. I think I needed permission, and I don't think I needed Chrissy's permission. Right. I needed. I needed maybe my own permission mm-hmm. to, you know, I've always placed a, a lot of stock on my job and my career. I've always been, who are you, Josh? Well, I'm a, mm-hmm. and fill in the blank. That's and who you were. Mm-hmm. That's who I was. And the, the truth is, I'm Josh Brandon, mm-hmm. and I am a dad, and I'm a husband, and anything else is after that. And this life allows me to to hold up to that. But yes, very much. I struggled with that. And I would get very angry. Not like, you know, but it would be like, but it wasn't, it was, it was, it was an anger that was more anticipatory. Like when Chrissy would start cleaning something, I wasn't angry with her for cleaning. Please do it. But it was more, I was, I was upset because I felt like she was doing it because she felt I was not holding up my end of the bargain. And that's just all communication. That is all laying out a clear contract of expectations. Mm-hmm. And months and months and months of that, we finally kind of uncovered that, you know, she needs to clean. She needs to do that sometimes. And so, you know, I have to let her do that. I have to let her run that course and let her, her clean. And, and she does a great job of it. So I don't complain. And Right. You know. <laughs> and listen, we, we're to the point right now, um, you know, it... it Evolved. So now when she starts her thing, if she doesn't want or need me in, in the way, I'm playing Xbox. We're good. Cool. <laughs> but the other night when we started doing that, I was I finished all my food prep. She had started defrosting the freezer and then she got it organized. She pulls me out to the garage and she's like, I really want the freezer over here. And we were up till three o'clock in the morning, not planned, just a spontaneous garage purge. And we got the garage cleaned out the way she wanted it. And I'm, I mean, it. It's funny how stuff like that happens. Good times. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's it. You know, the, the one night we have off together at the same time and we clean the garage, whatever. You know, romance. So, but normally do you guys, I know you're both really busy. Do mm. you plan date nights? Oh, we have, we haven't, we've gotten really lax on it mm-hmm. and it's, you know, the stress is 
been evident. Mm-hmm. We are so much better when we do. Mm-hmm. Um, so we haven't we have a date night planned, but uh, you know there for a while we we didn't, and and the stress and the strain and all the tensions and everything it just kind of builds up. And but just then you have another night. Like the other night, we sat down and we caught up on This Is Us, and um, we had like four episodes to catch up on, and had this big <laughs> cry fest, and you know we we did our thing, and and that's funny, you know for for us, I mean she sits on the love seat, I sit on the couch, we watch TV together, and it's you know we're not doing anything, you know out spectacular, we're just doing Being the same together. thing together, yeah, right, um, but sometimes we you know we do go out and. You know, do like an official date night type thing. So, what is the biggest challenge? Do you think of this role? At this point, I say it changes. Uh, the early challenge was the embracing, mm-hmm. the, the the acceptance. I don't know how it is for other people, but like I said, it was it was hard for me to go from hey, I'm a professional. I'm a I'm a radio guy. I'm a I'm a car salesman. I'm I'm bringing in money and I'm doing this right. to to contributing in ways that aren't financially gainful, mm-hmm. but working if, for free. Well, yeah, I mean that's the thing. But it, and it depends on the on on the on the family dynamic. But you know, my living this lifestyle for myself right now for my family enables my wife to a work more. And she can, you know, I mean, in the nursing field and what she does, she has an opportunity to make, you know, better money uh, if she works more. And going to school to be a nurse practitioner will benefit our family so much greatly, so much greatly, so much more greater. So a lot as we, uh, you know, in over the next you right. know, few years. So, you know, it's it's a sacrifice in one way, but it's a blessing too. the the biggest challenge is time management. I mean. Working full time, going to school, and trying to maintain all the things—it's it's difficult, and everybody has to pitch in. And it's a lot harder now because uh, Sarah, she's 16 and she's got a job, so she's in school, she's got a job, and she, you know, she's taken on a—I don't even call it a sewing hobby. She's sewing and selling pillows because she nice. loves to sew. So <laughs> it's yeah. just juggling all of the family. Yeah. I think that that happens whether the wife or the husband stays at home, I feel like. You said something that made me wonder. You said, I don't know how other people do this. Mm-hmm. Do you know personally any other house husbands? I don't. Well, I do. I, I know uh, the guy that built my website. He He's kind of like me, jack of all trades. He does a lot of different things. From what I gather, he, he does a lot of that stuff too. You know, he kind of works for himself. But I don't, I don't really know a whole lot of, of, of other house husbands. Um, I've thought about starting up a, a face, Facebook support group kind of thing. I think it would you be should. beneficial. Um, because we, I think for it's different. Like I say, I try to think of myself as a modern man. But there are differences between the male psyche and the female psyche. We know that. Um, and I think for men to take on a role like this uh, in our society, I think it is different. You know, not that... Not that there's any typical, I think you're probably atypical compared to, to a lot of families now. You know, there's a lot, most, most families are dual working households and, mm-hmm. and all that. But I'm at the point right now where I look at my, I look at my wife and I'm like, how did we ever manage any of this when I was working full time? Who did the shopping? Do we remember who did the shopping? Cause the shopping just happened. How did we manage all this? Who ran the errands? 
Who picked up the prescriptions? I mean, it, it is if you can swing it. And really, for us, you know, when you look at it, I don't know how much you talk about budgeting in, in something like this, but um, when when I stepped away from from the car business, we had to look at that income is no longer present. Mm-hmm. Now I can bring in a portion of that income, you know, doing you know various freelance things, but how do we replace that income? Well, when you start looking at your budget and how much money you waste, you're not you don't have as much income to replace. Right. I was worried about replacing X amount, and really it was it was replacing Y amount because X amount we were paying for this and this, and we were eating out four nights a week. Commuting, you know, commuting, work clothes, all dry that, cleaning, all that. And when we start trimming out the budget, all of a sudden now we're working. One's working full time. You know, I'm I'm probably working part time hours. You know, going to school, two full time students. But you know, we're doing more for the kids now, and the kids are involved in a little bit more than we were when we were working. So when you were both working, yeah, yeah, when we were both working. It's like, well, we you know, kids weren't doing horseback riding lessons when we were both working. We couldn't afford it, but we weren't as disciplined with our budget either, which is I think an important thing if you're gonna try to make a transition like that. So overall, it's actually helped you in the budget department. It has, and. And we, you know, we come together and do the bills together. It is very important to, to both of us that we both high five each other when a bill's paid or when we pay a bill off. And we're both very involved in that. And we do that together. We make the menu together. We do the grocery list together. We do the bills together. You know, and, and she does participate some in the, in the, you know, household chores and stuff. Uh, we have a rule that he who cooks shall not clean. Mm-hmm. So, um, but that, you know, that's all dependent on who's got what to do. You know, right. If she's got a case study to work on, then, okay, I, I, I've got you. It's not written in stone. <laughs> right. But it's a good guideline to have. We actually had that same rule when we first got married. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what we did when we both worked full time. But now I always empty the dishwasher and the kids load. So. Yeah. And, and like I said, with, well, with Sarah having a full time job, it's where I was going with that. Um I've lost a kid for chores. A helper. Yeah, I mean, how do you how do you how do you look at a kid who's just spent five hours, you know, schlepping chicken at, at a fast food joint, <laughs> and say, hey, you know, you got another forty five minutes of chores here at the house. Mm-hmm. Um, I face that struggle myself. It, it's really hard. And how mm-hmm. do you look at the other kid who's twelve and not working and say, hey, you got all her chores now? Mm-hmm. It's not really fair. But if everybody pitches in a little bit, mm-hmm. if everybody does their part. Um, even if it's just a little part, but I do, I shoulder a lot of the, a lot of the cleaning, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm only aided and benefited by Chrissy's tornado cleaning when she's got a lot due. Right. Cause she will go through and just blitz clean. And, uh, and then like, I don't have, you know, you've done my deep cleaning for the week. Awesome. Now I've just got to do the maintenance cleaning. <laughs> you know, so I really look forward to her big projects. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> So as far as like just dealing with other parents, like mom events, like mm-hmm. have you went to like meetings where you're the oh, only yeah. dad? Mm-hmm. What's that like? Um, well, you know, we we talked talked earlier, you know, about blended family and how to make that work and everything. You know, everybody's in therapy. Everybody's got their thing. I think that's important for a variety of reasons. We've mm-hmm. all got our own issues. Uh, we all come from our different paths. So, you know, I take I, I take kids to doctor's appointments. I take kids to dentist appointments. 
Chrissy's a participant when she needs to be and when she can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's very active and involved parent, but the, the onus is not solely on her as it has been for a really long time before I came in the picture. You know, now she kind of gets to focus on doing her part for the betterment of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, I go to school meetings. I've interacted with teachers. Um, Sarah was struggling in, in one of her classes and I found out and I emailed the teacher and kind of communicated back and forth and I filled Chrissy in, you know, on it after afterwards. It, she has struggled with that just as I struggled with releasing that obligation of being the breadwinner and the career man and all that. She's had to struggle with uh, releasing that role of being a single mom. Mm-hmm. So for her, you know, she's not used to having help and now she has the help. So it, you know, I think it, it's one of those things where, you know, you almost, you don't know what to do when, you know, it's like the end of, uh, the end of Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, what, what, you, you know, what happened to the little boy who got everything he always wanted? Yeah. He lived happily ever after. That's not entirely. There's a whole bunch of chapters between the, those two statements. Mm-hmm. It's learning to live happily ever after. True. But, um, but we're both taking steps to, to, to get there. I've tried to imagine, and because Sean and I have talked about this before, you know, there's times when I, I'll send him a text or we'll be talking or I'll have a phone call where I'm like, I do not want to be a parent today. <laughs> I am screwing this all up. Oh, I've yeah. made 70,000 mistakes today. My kid's crying. I can't take this. Why did I want to be a mom? Right. Of course, he knows that I love being a mom. And we've talked about my cat's going crazy. We've talked a lot about what it would be like if he could stay home with the kids and I could go work. And if I was in a position to be the breadwinner in the way that he is. I have worked full-time, but he makes money right now that I couldn't make right. um, at this point in yeah, our lives. That's where we're at. And he's he said he would love to be home with the kids all the time, but I honestly don't think he has any clue what it would actually be like. I mean, because mm. there's some days when I really want to get in my car and drive far, far away. Right. I mean, and I love my kids. You know how much I love my kids. They're my life and my heart. But there are days when they drive me absolutely bonkers, and I do not want to do this job anymore. I don't think it's rational to expect anything less. <laughs> I, it's just, I mean, I love my kids, but it is fair to say that, that both of them at different times for different reasons boggle my mind. I think Chrissy is probably uh, more apt to step in. Mm-hmm. If I had an opportunity that that would open up and, and you know, where if, if the door opened and said, hey, you can make a great amount of money doing this job to go back to work and we can accommodate, you know, some of the things that, you know, you know, if that opportunity opened up for me. And then, like I said, it's different. You know, when I got into a creative entertainment path, and the career that I went into, ha- you know, that field has changed and evolved in a way now that is, it's not accommodating to me making the kind of money that I need to be making with the resume I've got at 41 years old. Right. You know? And so, um, whereas Chrissy is at a point in a field where, you know, I mean, her job right now, she's kind of maxed out, you know, she, she'll, I, I'm sure she's making, you know, as much money as, as, as she'll make as a nurse. This is why she's going to nurse practitioner school. It's the next logical step. Right. But if the, if the door opened and, and I said, you know, look, you, you can quit your job 
I have this opportunity to make X amount of dollars and yeah. it's twice as much money as you're making, then you would be willing to go back into the workforce. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I would, I would be, I would miss it. Mm-hmm. I really would, but it would, you know, but I think she's, she's able mm-hmm. like to step in and, and take that role and do that thing, you know, that she could. And I think that's what makes us kind of that, di- that, that dynamic where uh, it would be different if she was cooking every night. I'm not sure she would love it as much as I do. Mm-hmm. She really loves taking care of, of people and, and doing her nursey stuff. But Even if you started going back to work outside of the home, she would continue working. I would think so. I don't, you know, it's not really anything we've discussed because the opportunity hasn't presented itself, but I think she probably would end up doing it. I really do. But I think she could step in. She could certainly, I don't, like I said, I don't think she'd be happy. But I mean, I, not happy. I just don't think she would be as. Really can't speak for her. I'll call her real quick and ask her. I don't. <laughs> I, I'm just. I'm not sure that she would be as content with it. She might be though. One thing I was wondering, and I, I think it would be a good subject to ask Chrissy about, as opposed to you. But seeing as how Chrissy is not here, has this happened at all? I read this one article I was telling you about where the husband stayed home and the wife went to work. Mm-hmm. Same situation. She had the opportunity to make you know good money, and he was going to stay home and take care of the kids. And she said after a while that you know she came home and he did. I guess he kind of took on that. Oh, I'm at home. I'm mm-hmm. not going to get dress roll. And she said she lost a little bit of respect for him just because, you know, she liked him being the provider as opposed to herself being the provider. Mm. She felt more protected and cared for. And mm-hmm. I guess in that, like you were saying, that 1950s role where mm-hmm. the husband goes out and provides. And um, have you experienced that at all where you feel like maybe you've lost a little respect or she looks at you a little differently or you feel like, she totally respects that you can rock this job. I, I think that's the latter. I think that, you know, I, it, early on when it was, you know, when when I would say the summer of, of 2016, you know, I, I left my last car dealership in May of, of 2016. And I think that over that summer, as I started looking for jobs and was doing that whole thing, um, it was because I had it, it was temporary. I'm only doing this temporarily till I get a job, mm-hmm. different mentality. Um, and I think that there was probably some, some of that, um, because when, you know, when, when you're out of work and your plan is to go back to work, you know, and I, and I, and I differentiate it because I think it really is a big difference. The turning point for me was once I accepted that I'm not going to get a job. I'm not looking for a job. I don't have Monster Indeed and these apps on my phone. I'm not looking for a job. Because this is working. This, me being this at is, home. This is my, this is my path. Mm-hmm. And um, I had to stop looking for a job. And I did for, for a long time, even after I started grad school. You know, I was kind of secretly looking for a job because I felt like I needed to look for a job. That was your responsibility. It was my responsibility. Even after I had kind of fully embraced this role, there was still part of me that said, well, if there's a job out there. It's a mindset. It is. And and I had to break it. I'm not looking for a job right now. I mean, because I've got my own business now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was the, I, I didn't, like I said, I didn't need Chrissy's permission. 
I needed something else. I, I say permission, I guess my inside my own self, that it's okay to, to stop trying to live in everybody else's box. And by that, I mean, stop trying to find a job at a company working for somebody to draw a paycheck that's got benefits. Right. Do what you love. You know, people always ask you, what would you do if you could choose? Where would you work? What kind of job would you do? And all I've ever wanted to be was a voice actor. Mm-hmm. You know, as a little kid, I'd, you know, I'd play, it says it on my website and it's true. When I was a kid, I'd, I'd play with action figures. And, and, you know, back then everything was tied in. It was all, you know, the action figures had a cartoon, you know, and, and it was, you know, in the comic books and all that. Well, I'd watch the cartoon. And then when I, me and my brother were playing with the action figures, I'm mimicking the voices. And, and, you know, whether I knew it or not, that's just always what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And now I've got the capability of doing it. Um, it's just a matter of building that up. And I can't build that if I'm out working. Mm-hmm. Now, I am in a grad program to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. And I will graduate there and, you know, I hopefully will end up with a teaching job. It's it's dual dreams that I'm able to pursue right now. I think you said it perfectly when you said trying to stop living everybody else's box. Mm-hmm. And that I think that's the key and the, the most, the point that I wanted to make with just interviewing you and talking to you about your experience is that I think there are a lot of people like you out there mm-hmm. that do this. And besides, you know, the funny movies about the dads at right. home and stuff. I mean, that's, you know, that's Hollywood. But when it comes down to reality, you know, it, it should be acceptable. If it makes sense, why not do it? Now, you know? whose expectations are you living up to? Exactly. Who, who are you, you know, who are you trying to please? And there's a list of people that are acceptable. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, mm-hmm. your spouse, mm-hmm. your children. Right. And I think it starts and ends there. You're not here to please your mom. You're an adult. You're not here to please your daddy. You're an adult. You're out here to, to, to live your life and what makes sense for you. Mm-hmm. And this doesn't make sense for everybody. Right. It, it really doesn't. No, it doesn't. But, but if it does make sense, why not do it? Yeah. And I think that there's possibly some men out there that would actually like to do this, but they maybe are afraid to. I, I worked. Let me let me preface this. I worked for some great people mm-hmm. in my in my career, and I worked for some people who weren't in my career. Mm-hmm. I had good jobs and I had bad jobs. I had jobs that I hated, but I liked other aspects of. But it's fair to say that there's not a single job that I've ever had that I have loved, period. You know what I mean? Right. You know, when I was in radio, there was corporate, and you always had to, uh, uh, uh. and when I was in the car business, it seemed like we had st- staff meetings three times a day, and, uh, uh, you know, there's always something that, you know, and it's not an indictment on individuals. Mm-hmm. I listen, when I was in the car business, uh, work, especially working with your husband, I absolutely loved going to work. I didn't always love what I did, but I loved going to work. I loved those people, but it's not a, uh, it's not a job like that. I was, I was extraordinarily passionate about, you know, and then that's the thing, you, you know, if you're not passionate about it, what are you passionate about? Well, I'm passionate about my family. I love my family and I want my family to, to do well. And part of that is me making enough money to be able to afford the lifestyle I want to give them. Mm-hmm. But I'm not in that position. You know, my wife is. So 
Maybe my role is support system for her to do that. So I can enable her to make that money mm-hmm. and make that income that sets our lifestyle. And so I can do the things that that she doesn't need to be. You know what I mean? It's it's all about adjusting your your expectations for yourself, getting out from under somebody else's expectation umbrella. Mm-hmm. You know, um, my dad had expectations of me when I was younger, and I spent a lot of years trying to live up to those, uh, whether it was intentional or not. Mm-hmm. You know, and it is hard to break away from our social norms. I mean, the 19, we joke about the 1950s and we say that as a (laughs) kind of an aside, but you think about that. I love Lucy, Donna Reed, these classic television shows, uh, the Brady Bunch. What did, what did, what did Carol Brady do for a living? You know, and, and you look at the, at the the 80s and you look at the 90s, you look at the television shows that were, that we all grew up on. I mean, it it is a different mentality Mm -hmm. and that's really what, what you, it may sound silly, but I grew up on television. So right. my example was were these fake families um, where the father's the out there, the breadwinner, and he's the hard worker, and they live in this massive house on an architect's income. And you know, it's, uh, it's, it's really unreal expectations. And I think that's really the, the big thing, expectations. Whose expectations are you living under? Definitely. Uh, my own expectations have changed in the last 12 months. But, and it's not easy. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a struggle, but you know, there are a lot of books. There are a lot of blogs. Really? I, I have one of them, but. You'll um, have to send me a list of a few of them so I can add them. It, it, they're really, you know, it's finding the support. I mean, you just, nothing that you do in life that you're going to take on a new role is easy. I mean, think about when, when you had your first child, mm-hmm. I mean, how many of us read what to expect when you're expecting? <laughs> I mean, how many right. people read men are from Mars, women are from Venus mm-hmm. when we're getting into a relationship? So, uh, you know, we're not afraid to, to do that kind of research when we take on those kind of big things. Well, when you step away from the workforce and you think about it, yeah, an income's great, but if you can financially swing it, and even if you don't think you can, put pen to paper. Put pen to paper with your budget. Go back three months and look at what you've spent and look at different ways. You know, think outside the box. There are more ways to get what you want out of life than going to the store and buying it. I mean, I, I mean I'm responsible for all the errands, but even I have gotten into this thing of why am, why am I going why am I going to, 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 to three different grocery stores to get the things that I want? Because I like the creamer from this place, but I like the, <laughs> this from this place. I and I got to go too. to the bulk store to get all the bulk stuff. Most of these stores will hand, will, will just deliver it to your front door, mm-hmm. you know, and I uh, use Instacart. Uh, I, you know, I'm getting more, I'm, em, I'm embracing that and doing, doing use a lot the more. Click like list. That. Mm, I'm telling you, I, I don't all the time because uh, some of my, some of my catharsis is in the shopping, is mm-hmm. in the walking around the store. Mm-hmm. And w- another thing, um, my I, I have a gym membership, but I don't I don't I'm sedentary. My job is sedentary. I'm mm-hmm. I'm sitting on the couch. I've got one of those coffee tables where the top kind of raises up, raises up, and so that's my desk. And I'm I'm writing, and then I'm doing schoolwork, and then I'm I'm up in my uh, my studio. We've got a split staircase and the studio is a 
quilt closets on the landing. So I walk up to the studio and I walk down from the studio and I sit down and I edit my audio and I submit, but I'm always almost sitting down unless I'm cleaning. So going shopping is catharsis and it is deliberate. That's your exercise. It is. But, you know, I'm like one of those old people walking around the laps around the mall. But uh, but there are different ways. There, what I what, what I'm saying is there's different there's different ways than the way you're doing things. Mm-hmm. And if if all it takes is just a little bit of research, we've got it in our front pocket. You know, Google it, look it up, find different ways to to make it work for you. I think and, that's a that's a great way to sum everything up. Is basically just never be afraid to adapt. That's it. Constant so, adaptation. Yeah. And you guys are making this work. I think it's really great. And I really, really was totally behind you getting a blog started. Mm. And I hope you do share more of your house husband experiences and funny stories with us because that's great. And I definitely want to have you and Chrissy come back and tell us more about how you guys are making your blended family work because you guys make it look really good. Well, and that's the thing. You make it look really good. But and 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 I think that's the that's the message for an audience out there. You know, if 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 I look at you and Sean and your family, y'all y'all appear to have the perfect family. You know? Not I, because you you know, you're all beautiful people and happy and smiles, but that's what social media shows. Yes. We are not as I mean, we struggle. Oh, I struggle. But we all struggle. That's that. That's where the success lies. Mm-hmm. The success is in the struggle. Yes. And um, uh, you know, and that's that's the beauty. That's the beauty of it. Right. Is learning from other people's uh, failures and struggles and 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 slip ups. Well, I hope Chrissy will be willing to come in and share some of her struggles. But I definitely think you know, and like you said, social media. But I do. I struggle with social media Mm. because, you know, I I don't want to come across as, you know, hey, everything's perfect here. But I also don't want to complain to everyone either. So there's a fine line. You You don't want to air your dirty laundry, but um, I've all I've used social media um, as a uh, very personal in radio. It's it's your life filtered through me. Mm -hmm. You're the listener. I'm the radio host, so I'm, I'm talking about your life just filtered through my experience, my right. voice. And uh, so, you know, the, the the trick to it is be be personal, but don't be private. When you're <laughs> That's pr- good. When you're private, you make people uncomfortable. Exactly. But when you're personal, you make people relate. That's so true. And that's the and that's what I tell my, my talent when I coach them. You know, you want to be personal. And for me, talking about my struggle getting my daughter back in that custody thing and going through you know, my life as a, as a husband, the first time going through the divorce, becoming a single man, you know, all these things. I I was, I was very open on social media, Um, but I'm an open book anyway. So Mm -hmm. uh, I have to, I have to filter a lot of that, but yeah, Chrissy definitely uh, will get in here and and come back. Her schedule. Kind of crazy. Yeah. You know, I got to run to Sam's anyway, so I'm, I'm just on this side of town. (laughs) But no, she's, Hardworking woman, so it's uh, it, it's getting her finding the time to uh, to get everything squared away. But yeah. she should be done. She's finishing up a case study today, so hopefully oh, she'll have good. some time. Well, I've been keeping the pressure on, so hopefully <laughs> yeah. soon she'll be back, and you guys can come in and talk about what's worked and what hasn't worked. But I do appreciate you coming in and That's sharing. 
and hopefully we can put together some resources for other people who mm-hmm. are taking on the role of house husband and we can share those in the show notes. And I'll be sharing some other blogs that I've written in other mm-hmm. places and other articles. I'm going to work on getting those uploaded to uh, joshbrandonmedia.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll be starting fresh with, with new blogs and stuff. So it just awesome. went live last week. So, Well, I'm looking forward to that. Thank, Thank you. you so much for coming. Thanks for having me. It was awesome. Thanks for listening to A Healthy Bite, where you get bite-sized bits of information from my mom to help you on your path to wellness. Remember, you can find more detailed information at thatorganicmom.com.